0: The following program is proudly supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation, cbf.com.au. Being a HSC student can be stressful, it can be extremely humbling and time consuming. It takes a lot of self discipline, energy, Patience and persistence. Particularly in such a time where many people advance in their taste, physiology and maturity. It can all seem like too much to bear. The crushing weight of expectations can be paralyzing. Stop for one second. Breathe. Realize that this is just the start of your journey. Pace yourself. And know this, the milestones that matter are in the lessons that decorate the mind and not the certificates that decorate the walls. The experience has much more to give you than any mark. The journey is often more fruitful than the destination. So join us as we trek together on a journey beyond the ATAR. The things that often needs trial and error is the methods that we use to retain information, otherwise known as study methods. To be a student, you will be required to study. That is not negotiable. The teacher cannot proceed to advanced content and application until you show some commitment to the subject and lay a solid foundation. How do we expect to uncover the subject about which we feel most passionate if we do not give these subjects the focus and dedication they require. So join us for today's episode, where we will share some information that will hopefully help you to maximize the benefit of your study sessions and uncover your passions. Have you ever tried a study method according to the advice of a friend, only to find that it did not work for you at all? Sometimes it is not the fact that we are falling short In the frequency or effort of our study sessions, however a poor or unsuitable study method will not reflect that dedication and sacrifice. For that reason we say work smarter when it comes to studying. It is worth investing some time into figuring out the way that you best retain information and make connections. This is the skill of metacognition, thinking about how you think. How do you approach tasks And is this the most effective way? It is one thing to know multiple study strategies, like using flashcards, study groups, and acronyms, but it's another to use them correctly and adjust them according to your own capabilities. Through practice, you'll notice what patterns suit you. Do you need a variety of methods in circulation to ensure that you are always engaged, or are you better off sticking to a few study methods? Do you perform better when studying in short bursts with frequent study breaks following the Pomodoro technique? Or do you require long stretches to achieve deep focus? What prevents your productivity? Do you find yourself giving up once you cannot figure something out? Is your environment conducive to productivity? Do rhythms and rhymes help you to remember concepts better? These matters, as we said, take trial and error especially if this is not something you have previously tried to notice. Let us hear from a HSC graduate about their experience with studying for the HSC to see what advice they can share with us. Today we're joined by Iyad. Iyad, how are you?
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: Alhamdulillah, thank you for asking. Iyad, tell me a little bit about yourself, maybe what you're studying, your career, any relevant hobbies?
1: Um, I am in university at UTS. I study a Bachelor of Mechatronics Engineering and my hobbies include learning how to code.
0: So your degree sounds very technical. Would you say that you were very studious in high school or not?
1: I dedicated time to studies but I also dedicated time to hang out with my friends and uh, to pursue religious ventures as like lessons.
0: Did you find that this was consistent during your HSC time as well or did it change? Did you pick up the pace?
1: Uh, During HSC time, I did have to cut down on seeing my friends a lot, dedicate more time towards my studies for the HSC.
0: Would you say that you struggled when you first started to study for your HSC?
1: Yes, I struggled a lot trying to find what works for me, trying to find how much time I should dedicate to each subject, trying to balance the actual studies with, uh, you know, doing the other hobbies that I used to do outside of studies.
2: Did
0: you find that the workload was hugely different between uh, Year 10, for example, and Year 11?
1: Yes, uh, the workload was different, but I would say that it was more consistent. What Uh, does that mean? For example, mathematics, that was a subject that I really enjoyed doing. It wasn't that there was uh, a lot of new concepts to learn, like Year 10, but it was more focused on how much time you actually put into the subject. Because the questions got harder, they... We didn't uh, go through easy stuff and then change the topic, easy stuff, change the topic. We learned the easy stuff and then we took it to the next level. And that's what the HSC course was like.
0: That's true. I find that a lot of the times when we learned concepts is seven to ten, it was more so just... The outline of the topic. Mm-hmm. Once we got that concept, we kind of just moved on to the next chapter. Mm-hmm. But there was more of an emphasis on doing um, the harder questions in the textbook because even the way that a math textbook is laid out mm-hmm. is that they increase in difficulty as you go along.
1: Yeah. Throughout yeah, year seven to 10, uh, the teachers, a lot of the time, they write the exams so they can give you an insight on what to study a lot and what to, you know, maybe forget about. But during the HSE, uh, the teachers haven't seen it, you haven't seen it. So you would have to study everything. You can't leave anything out. And that as well is something that you would need to put more time in to focus.
0: It's true. I feel like a lot of us have a dependency on our teacher kind of highlighting or emphasising even in class what is going to be the biggest part of the exam. Uh, But when it comes to the HSC, as you said, we actually don't know. We have no idea. And every year it changes. So it's not exactly systematic to the point where we can identify a pattern. What about motivation? Was it hard for you to motivate yourself in HSC? Or did you find that the atmosphere of HSC itself was a strong enough motivator? Uh,
1: I had a special case, uh, something called COVID-19. And uh, because of the COVID, the government delayed my HSC, I think a month or two. And uh, because of that, that one month period, I did not feel like doing anything. I just felt like, oh, I could have been finished HSE by now if they didn't move it. And uh, we didn't have like, you, you know, the last two weeks of school, how you're excited and this and that, we had that online. So that was all sort of dropped everyone's motivation to actually study because we were all at home and we're studying at home and we're doing school at home, we're doing everything at home. And it was, uh, you, it was you felt tired, you felt uh, burnt out, you know, because you're in the same room. For majority of the day, for school and then for studies, the motivation wasn't there.
0: For a lot of students, I think a lot of them would wish that they had more time than they do for the HSC. Mm-hmm. A lot of them would have wished to be in your situation, mm-hmm. not knowing that, in fact, like you said, you would have just been burnt out by all the anticipation, just waiting for HSC to be mm-hmm. over. And um, you also mentioned studying remotely online. Mm-hmm. That was also a disadvantage. Why?
1: Um Doing school online was uh, something that wasn't motivating because usually you wake up for school, you have a shower, jump in the car, drive to school, and then you might uh, get a coffee on the way or and then you meet up your friends in the morning, say the words of protection together, and you start your day like that, you know. Compared to online learning, you just straight away, you get out of bed, turn on your computer, and that's it, school has started. Mm. If school starts at 830 you wake up at 8.27, you know, compared to if you were actually had school, you'd probably wake up at 7 a lot earlier, you know, and just do your morning routine. Doing the morning routine, I found it was something that, it's a good way to start your day than to just wake up and uh, log into Teams and then just fall asleep for another 15 minutes roll call, cool, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's very true, actually. Um, even in my experience, we had a brief time where we were uh, learning o- remotely online, And I also experienced the exact same thing. I mean, I wouldn't really take the class seriously either. I wouldn't be paying attention. It would just kind of be like background noise. Mm -hmm. Um, If they set us a task, I didn't have someone breathing down my neck to do it. It felt optional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's something to consider that um, in some aspects, it can actually really benefit you because it gives you that time to wake up and actually register what it is that you're learning. So did you find that any of your studying habits struggled when it came to HSC?
1: Uh, During the HSC time, something that I discovered, well not discovered, something that someone taught me, is that you need to stay uh, physically healthy and mentally healthy. Throughout my HSC course, I still continue going to religious lessons. It's not something that I dropped because, you know, that's a way to stay mentally healthy is to... Attend religious lessons, learn about your religion, what does a religion have to say about your studies. That keeps you mentally healthy because you see the bigger picture even if you're struggling in your studies. Staying physically healthy as well. I remember I used to do kickboxing and uh, that's something that kept my body going. Sometimes you're studying and uh, because you're not active outside of your studies, you feel drained all the time. And some people might think, oh, if I feel drained, I'll just sleep, Yeah. But this doesn't work in this case. If you go out and work out or do any kind of physical activity and then sleep, your sleep quality will be better. And when you wake up next time, then you will have more of a drive, more of energy to actually work on your studies. So by dedicating time for your mental health and your physical health, you are not taking time away from your studies. Rather, what you're doing is you are ensuring that when the time for study comes, you can actually study more efficiently.
0: Now, I want to get more specific about your studying. So can you tell me what are some things that you struggle with when it comes to sitting down to study? What are the things that prevent you from studying?
1: The biggest thing that is distractions. You have your phone next to you, you get a notification, or you're on your laptop, YouTube is one click away, or your room is a bit dirty, so five minutes into studies, then you decide, oh, I'll just clean my room, you know, things like that.
0: Okay, so environment is a big factor for you. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me how you adjust your environment to suit your study needs?
1: Mm -hmm. Something that I did was uh, I used to call one of my mates on WhatsApp, video call, and we used to sit together and uh, do our studies. That way I felt like uh, if I was being distracted, I'm wasting his time, and if he's being distracted, he's wasting my time. And because he's my friend, I don't want to waste his time, so... By doing that, it's not like I'm going to video call him on WhatsApp and then start watching YouTube, you know, or it's stuck start in my room. He's studying, so then I'm going to be studying as well, you know.
0: It's the uh, method of using an accountability buddy, mm-hmm. is having someone hold you accountable and you hold them accountable and you each achieve your individual goals. Yeah, it's, nice. it's
1: good to have a study buddy, but uh, close to the HSE time, I found that me and my study buddy were mucking up together. Oh, no. So that's uh, something as well that I, I would advise someone to find a study buddy that you're not too close with. I know that sounds a bit rude to your, your mate, but he was my best mate, yeah? we Sometimes we didn't study together. We used to just joke around about our studies and things that we're going to do once our study session is over.
0: It's good that you found uh, the weaknesses, the weak points in your strategy. Though even though it works... It only works to a certain extent Mm -hmm. and there are ways that you can adjust it so that it can work better. Can you tell me some other of your study strategies?
1: Um, A study strategy that I used to do was not to focus on time, but rather to focus on completing questions. Like I would not tell myself that today I'm dedicating two hours to math. I would tell myself today I'm going to finish these 10 questions that I assigned myself. And by doing that, you don't feel rushed by the time you know that however long it takes me to finish these questions is however long I'm going to study for. This is something that you would use not like a month or two before the HSE, mm. like some somewhere in the back when you're actually learning the content. But when it comes closer to HSE, that's when it would be important to print out past papers. And again, with my study buddy, we used to race each other so you can finish the exam first and so you can get a higher score.
0: I love that actually, because It's something kind of exciting that keeps you motivated. Mm -hmm. You don't just make it into studying. It's more of a game. Mm -hmm. And um, I like that you added that very important aspect that it is good to do timed exams and timed questions when it's closer to the HSC. But for general studies, for you to cement the concept in your brain and uh, just to refine that skill of actually completing the work and answering those types of questions, it is good to do it at your own pace. That's an excellent tip.
1: And also with my study buddy, a study strategy that we used to use was to teach each other the content. So he would teach me things, even though I already know it, but he would teach me the concept from the beginning. I'll teach him a different concept from the beginning. And what I found was by teaching the content, it becomes more solidified in your head because you cannot teach something unless you know all of it. So that shows the weaknesses in your explanation as well would be a reflection of what you need to work on as well. Hmm.
0: And I feel like also when you learn the content from someone who's at your level, they're more likely to explain it in a way that you would comprehend. Mm -hmm. So it's doubly beneficial. Now, you did mention a lot of study methods that do work for Mm -hmm. you. Did you find that you were doing trial and error with study methods that didn't work for you at all? And what were those study methods?
1: Yes, I did try some study things in the past that I did not like. They have this one called Pomodoro, where you do 25 minutes, study, five minute break, 25 minutes, study, five minute break. That didn't work for me because 25 minutes is not enough time for you to get deep in your work. I used to watch YouTube videos on different study techniques and I found this thing called uh, the flow state. Uh, It's a state that athletes use. It's a state that engineers use or in whatever field uh, at a certain point in time of doing something. Uh, you enter a state called flow state. And in that state, a majority of your concentration is in the work and you can get efficient stuff out of your work. And that flow state was, I think, between 23 and 27 minutes. So having that 25-minute and then 5-minute break, you're, br- you're breaking yourself from actually getting into the flow state. If you were to study like an hour long, then by the 25th minute, you're in this flow state. And then the other 35 minutes, you're just pumping work, which is uh, what we should all be aiming to do.
0: Interesting, because, you know, some people might actually benefit from a 25 to 5 ratio. Mm -hmm. But interestingly enough, I found even for myself personally, and for a lot of people that I know, they do need the flow state that you were talking about to really start to focus and absorb some of the knowledge. Mm -hmm. And it also takes some time for you to adjust to your environment um, and just kind of block out all of the distractions. So I think it is essential that people recognize sometimes... It does take you a little bit of time to get into the group of studying, but that should not demotivate you. What's something else that you might have tried during your HSC uh, studies or even before that that you found didn't work for you?
1: I heard that some people would lock themselves in their room for five, six hours a night and study. That was a rumour that was going around. You know, Oh, this person, they got 98% in their uh, math exam. How did you study? Oh, I just... In my room, you know, so I thought I'll try that out. Yeah, just lock myself in the room, uh, not sit with my family to eat dinner, not play around with my brothers as we do in the backyard, stuff like that. You know, just uh, drop everything, study. That I found did not work at all. Well, you're living with your family, if you're living with your family, then it's important for you to interact with them because sometimes when you go sit down to study. You might get angry, you might get sad, you might get uh, anxious, but when you take that to your family, then they'll change your feelings around for you. I found that, you know, just sitting with my brother and talking for five minutes, you know, my entire mood would change. Or sitting with my parents and eating food, that would change my entire mood. If my studies got me into a bad mood, then interacting with my family would take me back into a good mood, so I'm in the state to start studying again.
0: I think recognizing the importance of downtime is an important study tip. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people think that that's maybe ironic, that taking breaks is a good study tip. But it it really is important to get back to um, your family, socializing, um, you know, voicing your struggles even, sometimes Mm -hmm. just admitting out loud, like, this is too difficult. And having people talk to you and tell you that you're going to be okay, all of that is helpful. Mm.
1: Sometimes just sitting with my brother and complaining... You know, like, oh, I just can't get this question. I've been on it for 20 minutes. And then, you know, we laugh a bit. And then I go back into my room, attempt the question again, and I finish it in five minutes, you know, (laughs) because my, my head wasn't in the right place when I was trying to answer the question.
0: Yeah, and you do need to step back from the work a little bit. I mean, it's a tried method by many. You can ask many people. When they are struggling with something, whatever it may be, even if it's not necessarily studies, If they're struggling with something and they just can't get it no matter how hard they try, stepping back from it for five minutes, ten minutes, an hour, two hours, even a day, all of that, you know, it helps you. Mm -hmm. It helps when you get back to it, you come back to it with fresh eyes.
1: Another study tip that I found was very helpful was repetition. And uh, this is something that, like, you know, it's easy to say, but it's hard to actually execute. What you would do is you would go through a piece of content and then you would give yourself time to forget the content. So, and then you would reattempt a question that involves that content. And then you'll see holes in your knowledge. That's something that I found was very helpful.
0: Mm. So like having to recall something that mm-hmm. you've only barely glanced at. I guess, as you said, it identifies the gaps in your knowledge. And it also helps you to realize what it is that you remembered and why. Why did you remember that concept and not the other?
1: hmm when, when memorising, like, uh, some subjects required us to memorise the syllabus, for example. Uh, how are you going to memorise the syllabus, yeah? You wouldn't just hold it and just keep repeating it over and over. Something that I did was I would take a photo of the syllabus, put it on the computer, and then I would, uh, you know, a PowerPoint you can put, like, shapes. Yeah, I'll put shapes in front of the words and then print out the syllabus with missing words on it. And then I would have to sit down and... Uh, recall those missing words. That was a strategy I used to memorise things.
0: You're saying that you weren't very studious in high school, but I'm seeing a lot of techniques.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, I, I these things that I did was like, they were quick things, you know, things that I did uh, in my study time.
0: Did you find it enjoyable to try all of these things?
1: Yeah, it was fun for a bit, but when you're trying something new, it's novel, you know, you get excited, I'm trying this new thing. But if you're on it for a while, then it starts to get boring. So you have to step it up. And that's what I found the sitting with my study buddy, uh, using what he uses and then him using what I use. Having a study buddy, there's so many things that can happen that you'll never get bored doing it. But at the same time, you can have too much fun doing it. So you need to find the right person.
0: HSC is something that you have to do as a cohort. Mm-hmm. It's something that you have to work together to really succeed at. So... Um, You know, one example was your study buddy. I can see that you both motivated each other, but did you see that there was um, an overall atmosphere of motivation and positivity in your cohort? Did you help each other? How was it?
1: Mm -hmm. We had uh, competition in our year, yeah? Not a toxic competition, healthy competition. Oh, that's good. In a way where if someone uh, beat me in one exam, then I would try to work and beat them in the next exam. And that was something that pushed everyone to do better, you know? Something that I would not recommend is for you to be toxic in your competition with your mates. Uh, This is something that maybe did pop up from time to time, but it's not uh, something that lasts. How
0: does someone be toxic Mm -hmm. in their competition? Uh,
1: For example, you might find notes online that are very beneficial and say, you know what, I'm not going to send it to anyone. I'm going to keep it for myself. Mm -hmm. Or someone might ask you for help. And instead of helping them, you give them the wrong answer, hoping that, they get it wrong in the exam so you can get higher than them this is a very ugly trait yeah one of the biggest reasons why you shouldn't do this is because uh, for a lot of students you've been studying from primary up until high school and year 12 is your last year together you don't want your last year together to be the year where you went around snaking everyone because then once you graduate and realize that hse wasn't a big deal those memories you're going to have of that one person are going to be all negative even though they were nice to you from since uh, year 2 to year 11, but year 12 they snaked you, you're only going to think about that.
0: That's true. And you never know who this person might be in the future and what you might need from them. Mm-hmm. And just in general, like you said, it's a very ugly trait and it shows your character. It reflects badly on your character.
1: And it's not like uh, keeping information from people is going to benefit you as exactly. much. Because the HSC, the way they market is uh, they see how the whole class did. So by you finding resources and helping the people in your class, benefiting them, it will carry everyone's mark up in the HSE.
0: Not only does it strengthen you all academically, but it also strengthens you socially. Mm -hmm. You motivate each other. There's a positive atmosphere amongst the cohort and it just kind of boosts everyone up. It makes everyone want to do well all together.
1: And if if you're known to be the one that doesn't help anyone, what do you think is going to happen when you go around asking other people for help?
0: Very true. You mentioned a lot of very good tips, and you know, all of this work surely wasn't just for the HSC. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how did these study methods carry over to maybe your current studies or even um, other things that you might be doing in extracurricular activities?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, my study buddy does not do the same uh, engineering degree as me, so I cannot mm-hmm. study with him. But at uni, I do try to find people that are doing the same uh, subjects as me and try to discuss with them what's the next assignment coming up, have you started, how far are you into the assignment, things like that. For university, it's more about involving yourself. There's no one uh, there to tell you that you have to show up to class or do anything like that. But the study method of getting to the flow state still carries on. To sit down for enough time for your brain to actually focus deeply into a concept, that still applies.
0: And finally, what's some advice that you can offer to the coming cohorts, especially regarding their study techniques?
1: Um, I would say don't stress too much about the HSC. The HSC, obviously, it's a big deal right now. But in five years time, all your HSC and all the memories you've ever had are just going to be a number. You know, you got an 88-er, you got a 98-er, you got a 68-er. All of these in the future, you're just going to think of them as numbers. Right now, they may be such a big deal. You might think the biggest deal between an 81 and an 81.5. But in the future, it's not going to be a big deal. Uh, Don't stress too much. Try your best. Uh, Don't be lazy. That's a big advice. Don't be lazy.
0: In general. Yeah.
1: If you can uh, convince yourself and prove to yourself that you can conquer the HSE, then that belief in yourself will carry a lot in your future if you can prove to yourself that yes even though the HSC is a difficult task i will still put myself in it and i'll still complete it i'll get it done then in the future when you have other tasks that are difficult you will remember the time that you had HSC and you persevered and it will help you persevere in other challenges and other obstacles in the future
0: excellent advice thank you thank you It is also worth noting that the ways many of us would study preliminary and HSC content is perhaps different to the way we studied in previous years. There is a greater emphasis on referring back to the syllabus, picking terminology apart, memorising the key words, and sometimes requiring case studies or examples from the prescribed texts for certain points. This is not something that many of us are accustomed to, and so we may struggle with When a syllabus is placed in front of us for the first time and we are told to use it. That said, there is a silver lining. Most of the other skills you would have picked up on your journey through school are pretty much transferable to your HSC studies. If you didn't have any study methods prior, the syllabus is actually a useful tool to start you off. Memorization of key terms when necessary, researching examples of the main concepts, and forming questions using words such as explain, extrapolate and synthesize based on the points in your syllabus. And here's a tip for the HSC students out there, these command verbs that start the question have specific meanings and NESA has provided an online glossary, so read through them a few times lest you be surprised in the final exam. For some more tips and advice, let us listen to a guest speaker from an organization many HSC students would have heard of to speak to us about effective HSC study. So joining us today is Alec from ATAR Notes. Alec, how are you?
2: Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Tima.
0: That's good to hear. And uh, Alec, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Uh, Yeah, certainly. So I've been working at ATAR Notes for a number of years now. At ATAR Notes, we're dedicated to increasing accessibility to education and empowering students uh, on their academic journey. So we've got tons of free online resources, uh, as well as some premium resources as well to, to help students throughout their high school journey.
0: We're just going to start with, uh, I'm going to call them the don'ts of studying. So what are some common mistakes that some of the students uh, studying for the HSC might do when revising?
2: Uh, Yes, certainly. So one of the main ones um, that that I see is students studying too hard or too much or studying for too long. Uh, It can be easy to fall into the trap of thinking that you need to dedicate as much time as possible to studying. Um, But often what ends up happening is you can get quite tired Um, and not make the most of the time that that you are studying. And so those sessions or that time you spend studying isn't as effective or efficient as it could be. Um, And also risk leading to burnout. Uh, And at the end of the day, it's really important to have balance and make sure you're taking breaks from from studying so you are refreshed and and you feel ready to go and and get the most out of those sessions. Another real real common sort of don't of studying um, is not practicing under exam conditions particularly if you don't quite feel ready yet to do practice exams, Um, you know, it can be a bit daunting. Uh, And so some students, you know, can fall back on checking their notes for really difficult questions. And and whilst that's okay sometimes, um, you also need to make sure that you are doing those exams under exam conditions. It really helps you get ready, um, you know, for the exams on the day.
0: Those were some excellent points. You did mention that... Even when a person does not feel ready for, you know, complete exam conditions, it does help to put yourself in that exam condition, even if you're not going to be able to answer all those questions. Is that right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And if your first couple of practice exams that that you do, you know, if you don't feel ready um, and maybe you don't finish the whole exam in that time, that's okay because uh, you can learn from that. So having a goal and doing those practice exams under those conditions means you can find that out earlier rather than find out on the day of the exam.
0: Cramming is a pretty common thing. A lot of students have gotten into the habit of cramming and especially because they often don't see a consequence. A lot of the times it does work for certain students, um, but when it doesn't work, it can go very, very wrong. So can you tell us about the effectiveness of cramming and maybe even how someone who does tend to cram can work around that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I'll start by saying I I strongly advise against relying on cramming to prepare for your exams, Um, just because when you leave that preparation to the last minute, um, you know, there's a lot of information to take in. Um, to prepare for that exam. And, and whilst cramming might help you remember some facts or some concepts that you need to know, it doesn't really give you enough time to truly understand the concepts to answer those really difficult questions where you need to apply your knowledge. And so it can be easy too if throughout the year and, and before tests and other assessments at school, um, you know, if you ask someone who's done cramming and it's worked out well, it uh, can be easy to sort of think, oh, well, it'll, it'll be fine for me if I do it again. Um, but it is just a risk because if you leave all that preparation to the last minute and with cramming you're not able to prepare enough, you don't have a chance to do more study because you don't have that time. I really recommend, you know, start studying early, spread that study out over, you know, as much time as you can, um, you know, take breaks, uh, and that way you've got a really good opportunity to make sure that you understand the concepts uh, to a deep level. Um, That being said, if it is the day before the exam and you haven't done any study, uh, I would recommend, you know, trying to fit in as much as you can. Um, But I certainly wouldn't recommend relying on cramming if possible.
0: Absolutely. And you did say that um, cramming doesn't really help you deeply understand a concept. And I think that's really important because essentially what you are trying to get out of your HSC years is building the foundations for what you want to study later on. So if you don't have those solid foundations and they're just kind of fleeting facts that you forget right after the exam, then really what's the point if it's just for that mark, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. And and if you don't really understand uh, all the concepts and the different areas from those subjects, you know, you miss out on that opportunity to understand what they're about when it does come to choosing, um, you know, a university course, for example. And so if you, you know, really do understand what those subjects are teaching you, You can make a more informed decision about what you want to study um, after you finish school.
0: We might have a diversity in our listener base in terms of the students and how they process information, how they retain information and the way that they might study. So do you find that different students are definitely going to have different study techniques that work for them? And does that also differ between the subjects that they're studying? And if so, how?
2: Yeah, definitely different students are going to have different study techniques that that work for them. Um, Everyone's different. Um, You know, there might be some students who find that doing flashcards or more visual things like mind maps really helps them remember and understand the content, Uh, whereas for other students it might be doing lots of practice questions works best for them. Um, And so it's really important as a student to try different ways of studying and see what works best for you, what you enjoy and what you feel is most effective. Um, and that's probably going to be different to other people. So, you know, it's always important to, to try it for yourself rather than sort of um, just do what everyone else does. And in terms of the different subjects, definitely the way that you study for different subjects um, is going to be different as well. Some subjects like your histories, for example, where you might need to remember more sort of facts and figures. Um, you know, things that test that recall like flashcards, um, or you know, going over your notes is quite important. Um, Mm -hmm. other subjects like your sciences or your maths, where you really need to not just remember things, but be able to apply that to different situations. Um, those types of subjects, practice questions are really important. Um, because it's all well and good if you remember a formula, but you need to know how to apply it in those different situations and So to really test that and develop that skill, practice questions is is a lot better for that. So
0: let us get to some study methods that you found especially effective and especially those that maybe some students might have overlooked or they might have tried and done incorrectly. Some tips that you can give to our HSE students who are tuning in.
2: Yeah, so my biggest tip for students is all about balance and so it's not a study technique necessarily but making sure that you know whilst you are studying you have time for everything else go out and hang out with your friends or if you've got a job you know you still still work as well or play sport because it's really important when you're getting ready for exams and what is a stressful time for some um, that you look after your physical and mental well-being as well and so balance is really important for that And, and what you'll find is that'll actually improve your studying as well, because you'll be sort of more engaged and refreshed when you are studying, so you'll get more out of it. Uh, and when it comes to the exam, you know, you'll feel more prepared uh, and hopefully less stressed as well. So it's maybe a bit of an unusual study tip, but to get the most out of your study, having that balance is, is really important. Definitely. Um, and then my next study tip is kind of like what we spoke about earlier with doing things under those exam conditions. Um, in some ways, the exam, you know, you can liken it to um, a sporting event. Um, you know, if you play rugby, maybe it's like the rugby grand final. And you need to, just like you would for rugby, train in practice conditions. You need to do the same with your exam to make sure that you're prepared for it. Um, and so replicating those conditions helps you develop those exam-taking skills that are also a really important part of the exam, um, you know, as well as obviously remembering and understanding all the content.
0: When it comes to any kind of study technique, do you think there's an importance of bringing the syllabus into it? Because there's always a lot of talk about syllabus when it comes to prelims and HSC. Is that really very important and how would we apply the syllabus to our study techniques?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, And the one thing every student wants to know is what's on the exam. And the great thing about HSC is that the syllabus tells you exactly what's going to be on the exam. Um, And so when you are studying and when you're looking at your study techniques, you need to have a good understanding of the syllabus so you know that you're studying the right things. Um, So, you know, maybe when you're looking at practice questions, whether they're from a textbook or from a past paper, there might be questions there that aren't relevant anymore. Um, And so if you understand the syllabus really well, you can identify those um, and and you know that, okay, you don't need to answer that question. Having that understanding is really important. Otherwise, you can sort of get lost on questions about things that aren't relevant, um, you know, and and end up sort of wasting time on those. So the syllabus really acts as that sort of guide for you to know exactly what it is that you need to practice and understand.
0: Yeah, and I find that it also helps to eliminate some of that anxiety because, as you said, some points in the syllabus are kind of Gone or changed. And so the questions that were based on that point in the syllabus in the years prior, and you see that on an exam paper and you think, oh, that might come up in my exam, but I'd never studied that in my life. Is that something that the teacher missed? And it just kind of causes all this unnecessary stress.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. You're 100% correct. If a week before the exam you see this question, and go, I've never heard of that before, it can be really stressful, but it might just be that that question actually isn't relevant for the syllabus. Um, And so it is a good way to minimize that stress. Have it as a reference tool. So when you are doing practice questions, if you come across something you're not sure about, you know, check the syllabus if you think it's something that's not relevant. In terms of sort of memorizing all the dot points that are on there, um, there's probably no need for that because you're not gonna have to recall what's on the syllabus. But you have to recall the content that the syllabus is telling you to know if that makes sense.
0: Excellent, thank you. So we do want to tailor some of our tips to some specific kinds of students, um, especially those who kind of need that time crunch and the pressure to prompt productivity. So what would you advise to a student who really relies on leaving everything to the last minute to finally get some productivity out of themselves?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. And it can be really tough. Um, you know, there's lots of students who, who are in that sort of situation where it's hard to wake up and do some study when the exam's weeks or months away. And so the advice to those students is, even though it's really hard, just to try in little bits. So, you know, maybe just do an hour here, a couple of hours there. Or if that is difficult, start with even smaller amounts. And as you get closer to the exam, you know, if you need that pressure, you can start to increase the amount of studying you're doing. But if you can just really get yourself to do a little bit and start early, that'll really help you later down the track. And so it's just about sort of pushing through in small amounts and slowly building on that as you can.
0: Definitely. I think a lot of students get in that all or nothing mindset where it just becomes, I'm either going to study for 10 hours a day or I'm not going to study at all. Some people might even stick to just one method instead of trying a variety of different methods and finding what works for them. My final question is, uh, as we draw closer to the beginning of the official HSC exams, is it too late to start studying for the HSC?
2: Uh, No, it's never too late. Um, The best time to start studying is always now. But, you know, if you're someone who, as you're getting close to the start of those exams feels, um, you know, a bit put off that you haven't started studying as early as, as some of your peers and you think, oh, no, it's too late for me now. Um, yeah, it's never too late. Every bit you do now will help on the exam. Um, so the earlier you can start, the better. But, you know, if it's at the point where the exam's two days away, you haven't started, um, you know, there's still time to do something and every little bit counts.
0: Thank you so much. And uh, would you like to give uh, any final words to the cohorts that are coming?
2: Yeah, just, you know, uh, wishing everyone all the best. Um, And whilst it is a stressful time, you know, finishing school is also a great time and a time to be enjoyed, Um, you know, so make sure that, you know, whilst you are studying, um, you're enjoying all those other great things about finishing school as well.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much, Alec.
2: No worries. You're welcome.
0: Being a HSC student can be stressful. It can be extremely humbling and time-consuming. It takes a lot of self-discipline, energy, patience and persistence. Particularly in such a time where many people advance in their taste, physiology and maturity, it can all seem like too much to bear. The crushing weight of expectations can be paralyzing. Stop for one second breathe realize that this is just the start of your journey pace yourself and know this the milestones that matter are in the lessons that decorate the mind and not the certificates that decorate the walls the experience has much more to give you than any mark the journey is often more fruitful than the destination. So join us as we trek together on a journey beyond the ATAR.